Welcome to Remember 64, where this week we're creeping around with Scooby and the gang. Was, was that, I, I know that was supposed to be Scooby, but I think it was a horse. Was it a horse? Yeah, it totally, it totally malfunctioned. <laughs> show everyone my name is david petrangelo and i'm sneaking my way through this museum but don't you worry i'm no thief nope instead i'm going to take my time playing around with these somehow live dinosaur displays and then maybe i'll stop in for a snack at the kitchen Ooh, this place has all the fixins for a ginormous sandwich hell yeah scoops thanks for helping here's a cookie but that is all you get dog don't eat too many okay because i'm not going to pick up your poop for you you can practically talk, so you can also clean up after yourself. Wait, after all that, did we save the day? Cool beans, gang. Way to go. And I'm Jiggy Lookback. I am so ready for one of those gigantic Sammies, so you better make two. One for you, one for me. Scooby gets none. And all these items that we're finding, I'm going to build the most elaborate Home Alone-esque style trap. No matter how inconsequential or small the item is a glue stick a pebble a box of screws not even screws bolt bolts without the actual screw part so it's just it's just the little it's just the little the little uh socket the little you know what i'm talking about just the, just the just little the piece at the top just the head just the piece at the top the head the little thing that you turn and you screw it on it's completely useless to most but to my kevin McAllister brain <laughs> I can use that. And also I don't I don't need to see anything with my glasses. I see just fine without them. <laughs> oh, everybody, if you have not figured it out just yet, we are talking about Yes, it is a Scooby-Doo game. We did reference Scooby for sure. Scooby-Doo and the classic Creep Capers. Um, I continually get that name wrong. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's a hard name. It's a hard name. It's, it's a hard probably name. purposely a tongue twister. Um, if you say the full title, technically it's Cartoon Network's Scooby-Doo <laughs> Classic Creep Capers. It's a very long title. Well, I'm glad one of us did it because I was not going to. <laughs> and uh, I'll probably also not going to remember. Um, so this Scooby-Doo game uh, is something that we set up. Oh, if you're there you go. If you're looking at the video version. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jiggy's got the actual cart right in front. It's a black one, too. I love the different it is color a black one. cartridges um, on the 64. Those are always a lot of fun. Obviously, Donkey Kong has that. There's versions of that for the Zelda games. Like, There's something about it, right? Because... The vast majority of everything before that, like in the SNES and a couple of games in the NES, that all the SNES was pretty much all gray. There's a couple black ones here and there. Like I think Killer Instinct had that and stuff. But on 64, I don't know what it is. Something about the color, just it's maybe the simplicity of the cartridge or something. I, I like the way the the colors it, look it, with that. It's simpler a it's design. a cool thing. It's a cool thing they didn't do too often. Like most yeah. cartridges were gray, right? Yeah. And even some cartridges that came in colors only came in colors for a while, and then they swapped out to gray cartridges. Um, I, maybe that's just that's just the color they come in in general, like that plastic, so they didn't have to paint it. 
Yeah, but it always like... felt more premium and more special when a game did come in a color. Um, Scooby Doo coming in blacks is pretty cool. Um, I will say though, I think probably I like the greens personally, like Rayman yeah, Two. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it Small Soldiers or, or is that the movie? I can't. Uh, the Green think... Army Men. Games. Army, yes, it's an army men. Army yeah. men Wh- games, which they're, is exactly the green, type of green cool. that it is, right? They, on on both yeah. of those, it's a, it's that perfect sort of like army pine green, like pine cone, whatever yeah. the, you know, Christmassy green. Yeah, that, that's kind of what it feels. I love like. that stuff. Yeah, but I, I, Pokemon Stadium Two is a really cool one if you haven't seen that one because the no, cartridge is half gold. Oh. It's half gold, half silver. Pokemon oh. Stadium Two. Sorry, I don't know if I said two. The second one. So the front oh. is gold and sparkly, and the back is silver and sparkly, and it's pretty cool. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think I've seen yeah. pictures, and I just assumed it was like someone like modded it themselves or something like that. No, it's just the way it is. Because I, I never really played two; I only played the first one. Um, so I don't think I well, knew two any is like the it. first one, except you know, Next better because <laughs> it's got it's got more stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that's pretty much it. New Pokemon and a couple years later, yep. and that's kind of yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the reasons why we're uh, we're going back and talking about this, and I say going back, is because um, as of this recording, a couple weeks ago, we had a live stream of us both playing through this Scooby Doo game. Uh, a little bit of a race, a s- some small competition uh, of who could totally complete smoke everyone. Of, yeah. It, well, Me. you you just destroyed, <laughs> just destroyed. I was, the whole I game. was flying through this game, except for the. Okay, to be fair, I think I was, we were pretty neck and neck for a while, so, except for the very yeah. first one. Yeah. The very first one, the What a Night for a Night, which we'll get into the chapters and stuff, but that very first one, I I took a major lead and I stopped and waited for everyone because <laughs> I, but to be fair on that one, and I should rightfully wait, I've played this game and this is one of those games that, um... I believe you need a controller pack to save. Oh, so I see. So it's either okay. a controller pack or you have to enter a password. I don't remember. Um, but I played the What a Night for a Night like a billion times. One of those. And the others yeah. I hadn't really because right. I just always started restarted the game. Like like you do with games like this where like there isn't a, a set. Like you said, if the save stuff is a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. or you just don't have those devices when you were younger and stuff, completely makes sense. I mean, think about... I mean, if you if you think about, you know, just like the original Mario, for example, if anyone had that on NES or even on SNES and what, you know, you didn't save or, you know, you, you couldn't get through certain. St- it's just like an arcade style approach, right? Because you couldn't save instead of putting quarters in. Right. You just got to turn the power off. Right. So. Yep. Um, exactly right. A hundred percent. If I had this game and didn't have anything to save it with um, and my parents walked in the basement and noticed that the little red light on the 64 was still turned on overnight that thing would be turned off by the time I woke up because it'd be like, you're wasting yep. power. Like, there's no way it wouldn't have survived a night uh, in my house. So it wouldn't have happened. The classic uh, parent thing, <laughs> man, classic don't even parent. get me started. Unlocking Mewtwo on my Nintendo GameCube and smash Ooh. bros melee. I had my GameCube running for like 24 hours or 48 hours straight. I can't remember what it was. It was something stupid. Infinite stock. Just let it run power. You know, in my kid mind, electricity was infinite. Oh, as 100%, it should be, hundred percent. As it should be. But when you really think about it, when you really like, okay, we're now we're talking like old people here. But when you really think about it, like a sixty-four or some older console like this being on for an extra, let's say, seven hours, nine hours, or something, 
What's it going to cost you? A couple oh, bucks. Got to save my three watts of power on my energy bill. It's going to cost you a couple bucks, and it's going to be worth it because you get the you, you get to crack the case with Scoob and the gang. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, it's exactly. It. Yeah. It's for the kids, it. mom. It's for. <laughs> It's for those meddling kids, <laughs> which is also us, apparently. So, yes. um, yeah, so I, so I'm mentioning the stream and, and we're sort of referencing things that we did because uh, you can watch the uh, the VODs of the stream on both our YouTube channels on Remember 64 and on Jiggy Lookback. Um, but uh, I'm also playing uh, the replay in the video version of this podcast. So you guys can check that out as well. So for referencing anything and all that, just, you know, know there's a video version where gonna try and you know keep it so that everybody can kind of follow along so it's not just the visual medium here but <laughs> um that's what we're referring to it was good it, it took us a few hours to get through the game at least i think it was roughly three hours like you said we stopped here and there and did a few things and some giveaways and things like that um but uh but yes i think i think it was funny because um you've just blew through the first stage and the video that i'm playing during this this recording is my playthrough of it, which is probably super sloppy, and I'm probably walking in circles a million times. I'm pretty sure it took you about 20 minutes less just to do that first stage, at least. Um, yeah, something ridiculous. Like which that, is what it should take to do the whole stage. So, <laughs> just a difference of of approach there. Is uh, it's it was a slow go for me. Um, we we did complete it, but it was a slow go for myself. So um, there, I mean, there is the learning curve too. Like I knew yeah. I knew what I was getting into when I when we started playing this game. Like I knew kind of the rough idea of mechanics. So that's you know that's that's part of it too. You got to learn the gameplay and everything, and how the camera works, and how how you use items, things yeah, like that, yeah. which is not as straightforward as you think. But we'll get into that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and because during the stream, because we are sort of trying to record like a full episode and stuff here, there's a little bit of development stuff that we were going to mention sort of off the top. Um, it, uh, it began in 1999, Terraglyph Interactive Studios. I don't, I didn't recognize that game when I was kind of looking up the info or recognize that studio when I was looking it up. No, I'm going to stop you right here. You? Because one of, one of my favorite things that you do in the show, okay, yes. you can't not say it. You gotta oh. say we're busting out the history books. You gotta give the spiel. How about how about Just, this? How about because you called me out and because I was not paying attention? Um, it's gonna be your turn this time. How about that, Jiggy? Why don't you why don't you tee up our our history books uh, section okay. of the episode? Okay. Hold your thought. We're gonna continue right with your thought, but I'll just I'll 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 set you up. All right, you ready? Okay. Let's bust out the history books, everyone. We're heading back to November of 2000. I'm learning. Um, okay, Perfect. so development began on this <laughs> on this game in the fall of 1999. Uh, Terraglyph Interactive Studios um, was uh, was in charge of making this. Uh, announced a few months later in roughly May of 2000. I couldn't get an exact day or anything like that, but May of 2000. Um, and three levels based on three episodes of the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You series. So that's the classic. When you think of classic Scooby-Doo, old school Hanna-Barbera style. Uh, I think they're all made in the 60s, maybe late 50s when they started. But, you know, really classic Hanna-Barbera yeah. stuff. Um, and they're all, this is what all the stages are based around. Uh, or all, this, all the levels in the game are based around. So uh, what what a night for a night, a K-N- I-G-H-D. Um, that's Snow Ghost. A Tiki Scare is no fair. And then they said that they were going to come up with a fourth level that was featuring an original story. So, a, a pretty good, I would say a pretty good selling point. I think that's kind of cool 
to be like, look, if you are someone that recognizes these cartoons, which for me, if I was following the development of this game and knew that it was coming out in 99, 2000, I would have been actually pretty excited because I grew up watching this show. I, you know, I don't remember exactly which ones I watched or whatever, but you know, I had for us, this is a little sort of, um, story about how, how satellite and cable TV and things like that worked in the late nineties and mid nineties and early two thousands and stuff for, for where I lived and also being in Canada. Um, I lived in an area where cable was not possible. We did not have the infrastructure in the area that I was in. So it was only bunny ears. That's all I had until, um, a legal satellite came along. So I had access to direct TV. Um, my parents are going to go to jail for me mentioning this. Um, we had illegal access to everything on satellite of direct TV in like the early two thousand, early to, you know, probably like 2000 to 2005, somewhere in there. Right. For a few years. It's got to be like 200 channels. <laughs> 200, man. It was way, it was like 200 movie <laughs> channels. I could watch, <laughs> I could watch a movie. Um, I know specifically it was, it was 99, 2000, 2001 at least. Is when mm-hmm. you know ninety nine is when we started because I remember watching the Matrix over and over and over again because what they did was you'd have uh, three different time zones playing the same movies, so at ten a.m. it was the Eastern and then it was Western and then it was Central. I could literally stop watching the Matrix, click to the channel below it, and I could pick up like an hour into the movie and then do that all over again. <laughs> and it was like that's what I did with certain movies at that time, um, and. I could go and I could watch stuff like Nick at Night, which I didn't know existed until Oh, that time. classic. I had Nickelodeon. I had Cartoon Network. I had Nick at Night. Um, I had, uh, you know, Teletoon and like all these, all these other things that I could not access myself. And that's how I watched a lot of these shows. This, I grew up watching I Love Lucy with my parents because we had this. All these classic shows that they grew up with when they were kids. And, uh, and this was one of them. So for me, if I knew this game was coming out, I would have been like, oh my God. Maybe I don't recognize what the name of these episodes were, but that's so cool that they're doing mm-hmm. all this and then also coming up with an original one, which I think, you know, we'll talk about sort of hit and miss of of some of the stages and stuff. But anyways, that's my long story of I like this idea. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. I love I mean, Scooby-Doo. Arguably, probably the most popular Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would Recognizable say maybe. Yeah, Flintstones probably close second, mm-hmm. and then probably Jetsons, and then, Jetsons. or maybe or maybe like Yogi Bear or something. Like, I feel, I, but Scooby Doo yeah. is definitely like a tier a tier above everything else. I just feel like I agree. If you show Scooby Doo, the majority of people, like no matter what generation, will be like, "Oh, that's Scooby Doo." You know, where it's like we're even getting to the point with like Flintstones, where people are probably like, I I don't know, like Gen Z. If you ask a Gen Z, like. If they don't know who freaking Jesus is, if you hold up a picture, I don't think they're going to know who Fred Flintstone is, you know, like it's wild. Well, and I've also too, crazy videos. Well, and, and then when you, yeah, really, um, when you, uh, when you look at like how they've been updated, I guess, over the years as well, the Flintstones had a couple of movies, but that they were all in nineties, you know, late nineties, right. early two thousands stuff. Like the, John Goodman what is his and all name? that stuff. John yeah. Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John so Goodman. I grew up watching that first movie all the time because we had the VHS of it and it was like perfect age for me to watch it. Again, grew up watching stuff like Scooby-Doo and the Flintstones, mm-hmm. so it's kind of perfect. Um, but since then, as far as I know, it's been pretty quiet with brands like that. But Scooby-Doo has had several movies, TV shows that have been updated. And I feel like these 
episodes of these particular stages that they base this game on um, must have been ones that they knew one were popular and two probably just would have worked well. Um, yeah. You know, different well, locations wonder, helps. So, yeah. I, I wonder if they're if they're like literally the first couple episodes of Scooby-Doo because I know the night is very early on Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Like it's very early Scooby-Doo. Um, and like in my in my brain, in my recollection, like I remember the night. I remember the Tiki guy. Or the witch doctor, whatever he is. Yeah, um, witch doctor. Yeah. I did not remember the abominable snowman. I that's uh, one I did one remember for sure. That's he one did. I yeah. Um, so what a night for I, a night I was is. Missing. What a night for a night's the first episode apparently. Yeah, I um, figured from 1969. Yeah. What the one I was I was really missing though was there's there's one in particular he's got like a like a bowl head and has like a skull on the inside and it like lights up like oh. He's a very that. he's a very distinct Scooby Doo villain. Okay. He's one that I'm like, ah oh, man, I wish they had him in here because he's like really creepy looking to me. Um, but yeah, totally, total classic Scooby Doo. Um, love. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you a Scooby Doo story right now. Let's. Well, so I um, hey, I told mine and it was a it was about uh, illegal satellite. I think you can tell the story. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, so this it. is <laughs> this turn. is about uh, my mother's ringtone. Oh. Okay. Uh, my mother's ringtone. Uh, first off, the Scooby-Doo theme, like the classic theme is great. Yes. Love it. Yes. Um, I think arguably better than the classic theme, though, is the What's New Scooby-Doo theme, which I think was done by Simple Plan, the band Simple Plan. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> skater punk that I just love. And it's like, what's new Scooby-Doo? They're coming after you. Like, just slaps. But that was like more <laughs> like 2000 Scooby-Doo. Right. Like, this is the classic, like, 60s, 70s. I, th- I think like late sixties is when Scooby came out. So it says 69 to 78. Nice. That's, that's the original, uh, nice. ran during that time. Yeah. But, uh, so, that, so that classic theme, my mother to this day has it as her ringtone. Nice. Um, so it's kind of like one of those things where if you want to hate a song, you put it as your alarm, right? <laughs> So it's like that, like I used to love this song and then my mom put it as a ringtone and my mom is the type of person that always has her phone on. She never puts it on vibrate. Like if I set a ringtone, my phone's always on vibrate. I'd never hear the ringtone. Same. Unless I same. know that I need to hear it. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so anyways, uh, here's here's the, uh, the nightmare story, if you will. <laughs> We're at a funeral and... It's like a Catholic funeral. We're not personally Catholic. We're Christian, but we're not Catholic, right? So either this way, is a- either way, I love where this is going already. Yeah. So it's a big, <laughs> it's a big mass. Okay, that's the moral of the story. It's a big sure. mass. I've never been in in mass before this, right? Okay. And so there's probably like 200 people in this in this funeral. Okay, it's packed, and we're like dead center, like dead center <laughs> in the pews, and we're sitting there and. All of a sudden, I hear the bats, <laughs> and I my eyes get wide. My brother's eyes get wide. My dad like immediately just shoots his head over, like looking at my mom, uh, and my mom like panics, right? And it starts playing Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? And she's like fumbling to get her phone out of her purse. Okay, she's like shaking like this, like, uh, uh, uh. And she pulls her phone out and she's like tapping her phone excessively. And it's not doing anything. Yes, I'm doing the tapping noise. Here you go, podcast. And so 
I like grab the phone. I turn it off. We're all like bright red. Everyone in every pew. If you can just picture this, like an aerial view of us sitting there straight. Every eye and head turned toward us. Every single one. They're all just like looking. It was so embarrassing. And uh, yeah, so that's my Scooby-Doo, my mom's Scooby-Doo ringtone story. You, you, sur- <laughs> you survived the nightmare uh, to live the story. And that's all that matters at this point. So that, yep, oh yep, my God, that's, that's hilarious. Right. I had a feeling that's where it was going to go. But the fact that there was that many people too, and that setting oh, was, was just so oh. funny. And and when you're in a place like with lots of people, maybe it sort of muffles it a little bit. But when you're in a place like a large church, like it's, or large enough church, it echoes too. Like, you know, yeah, if there's yeah, someone yeah. at the, the back, they're hearing were great. It. Oh yeah, cuckoos. <laughs> That's amazing. And like of all songs, it's not just a ringtone. And it's not a movie theater. No, it's a it's a church and it's a and it's it's a fucking Yeah, funeral. if it was like if it was an alarm or something, it would yes. have been better because yes. it's just like a, oh, sorry, my phone's on kind of a thing. But it was like the Scooby-Doo song was playing and not only that, just the the fact it took her like I had to shut it off because yeah. she could not first it's buried in her purse. She, she's she's a very like unorganized person. Sorry, mom, but you are. And <laughs> she's very unorganized. Couldn't get it out of her purse. Couldn't find it, found it. And then like panicking. So she can't turn it off. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. It was just like the trifecta of suck. Just, right? just perfect. Just perfect. <laughs> so uh, moral of the story is everybody uh, put your phone on uh, vibrate until you absolutely need the ringer. That's it. Yes. Just do it. Yes. Default. Just there default, you go. You know, um, it's just it's just the way to go. Uh, I'm with you. That's what I do with mine, too. Don't put your um, family through the ringer at a funeral. Don't <laughs> Turn your ringer off. Don't ring, don't ring your family at the funeral. Just just play it safe. Um, OK, quickly, before we get into um, some of the uh, uh, stages and a little bit more info, uh, I'm going to we're going to sort of. I'm going to splice in some of the clips of us talking about the game and stuff during the stream because that was a lot of fun and very like, you know, in the moment. We wanted to sort of talk about it as we were playing and as we finished stages. So you'll hear some clips from that as well. Okay, so so a little, little like sort of feels after the first mystery or chapter or whatever. I, I, think, I think going back to the worst area of that level is where I was like, okay, really? Like... Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not. It's not good. I was. I just had fun with it because it's like it's so ridiculous and it's such a different, like gameplay wise. Like it's there's nothing quite it like it. It's it's very yeah. Resident Evil, but it's it's not. Oh gosh, he's here! <laughs> Where am I even supposed to go? Oh, this was geez. too early. It was too fast. I just ran into him too. It's probably the exact same spot. I just wanted to mention that when I said that I I didn't hear of Terraglyph before this, um, I think it's because they weren't around very long and it didn't do much that would have been like in my wheelhouse. So first off, they had a PlayStation version of this game that was in development, but then was eventually canceled. So this is a game that came out on Game Boy Color and uh, and 64. And, th- and that's that's where it came out. Um, Terraglyph was a gaming arm of the parent company, uh, but they mostly created games meant for kids. Um, they did this game on Windows. Um, 
or sorry, they did this on Windows. I even wrote this and I didn't I didn't even follow what I was saying. They did this on Windows with games like Hansel and Gretel, Tiny Toons, Rumpelstiltskin, and then nice. a few more. So classic titles, all Tiny Toons stuff is kind of fun as well. Um, but other than that, they just did a couple Tiny Toon Tiny Toons games for uh, PlayStation, and that was it. That was pretty much all this, they all they did. It, so it's kind of cool. I just I just looked him up because I I'd never heard of Terraglyph either, and I was just yeah. like, so I know this game was. Uh, Published by THQ. Yes. I was yes. I was trying to think of the word published. And I'm like, not <laughs> produced. What is the word? Um, but <laughs> yeah, Terraglyph, Terraglyph located in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, which is not too far from where I am originally from. I am from Wisconsin, though, but not Fu- Illinois. Funny enough, Schaumburg is a town that uh, would be about five minutes from where I grew up and about 20 minutes from where I live right now. There's a Schaumburg uh, in the Toronto area. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yep, we just play hockey there all sisters. the time. Had had people that uh, oh, you I went to school stereotypical with. Stereotypical Canadian. Ter- stereotypical. Well, it was close by. Of course, we we're gonna play the. Were the, you drinking your syrup too? <laughs> uh, no, you don't drink the syrup, and it has to be real syrup. None of that. None of that. Okay, fake no, 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 no. On this, so syrup, maple syrup is a big thing in Wisconsin as well. Good, so we're nice. so close. We're. We were You're, basically right Canada. Yeah, we're yeah, basically yeah. Canada. Yeah. So 100%. I can't, you know, I'm just, I'm just teasing you. Like, no, yeah, I don't care. I'll take thing. it. I don't care. We had the same thing, <laughs> but I agree hundred percent. Like it is a crime. If you go to the grocery store and you look at things like maple syrup, make sure it's actual maple syrup. Yes. Like if it's not maple syrup, you're not like, you can, you can almost tell by the thickness. Like when you r- rotate that bottle, cause they're often like see-through glass or yeah. like plastic. If it's like liquidy, that's corn syrup. Yep. That's not, that's not the real deal. And if you're not getting the real deal, don't get it. Don't it's even, bo- don't it. even bother. It's just water and sugar. It's not, yeah. I mean, syrup is kind of just sugar, but there's a diff, there's a difference in flavor. I tell you. Maple there, syrup, it has, it has nutritional value. Sh- like sure. corn Let's syrup with that. sugar. Sure. No, not really. Although the only the only time I will say that it is acceptable to use that kind of syrup is if you go to McDonald's and you get one of those big breakfasts, okay? No, 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 listen. But their pancakes are very specific, and they have, like, their own syrup. Yes. And it's just, it's it's junk, but it's good. So It's it's probably because it's mixed with the, the Big Mac sauce or something, I bet. That's probably what it is. <laughs> That's probably what they did. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Um, oh, no, you froze. Oh, no. Oh, you didn't freeze. You're back. Okay. Yeah, you free. You froze on my end too. We I both froze. Oh, okay. Well, everyone's gonna hear that. That's fine. I don't care. Everyone can see and hear that if we want. Um, okay. So uh, we we mentioned the old show and everything. All all the the models, everything that was in this was based off that original um, old school Scooby Doo series. So um, other than that, let's talk about some of the stages. Um, I mentioned before the first episode of the cartoon uh, was What a Night for a Night, which was the first stage Mm -hmm. in this. And actually the last episode of the first season, which aired in 1970, was That Snow Ghost, which is the one with the Abominable Snowman and the... uh, This this winter level, essentially. So they they picked some some early ones there. Um, Did you have a favorite one? Was there one that you you liked? Was it the first because you were so good at it? Or... (laughs) I'm I'm thinking in my head. Uh, I got to remember what was the fourth one. The last one. The fourth one was the last one. That was I think what we both were saying 
during the stream ended up being for me at yeah. least I'm pretty sure was the least favorite because yeah yeah I it wasn't hated designed that one. it wasn't designed well no. I, I'm just working my way backwards I hated yeah. that one uh the tiki one easy to get lost the the snow one was pretty good but I think I, yeah I think this fir- the first one's just so I don't know it felt so complete it felt like there was a lot mm. to explore there were different areas with different things going on like a lot of variety right so yeah what a night for a night I think. Plus, it also had the uh, the monster, right? He was in different locations, yes, but he'd be right. waiting for you. That's right. Whereas, like the other ones are kind of like in the open, and you can see him, but he'd right. be like hiding. Yeah, he like, was like down the hallway at first, and then he was in another room later on, or something, something like that. Yeah, he was like he was like in the there's like a room with like wax figures or something or statues, something, and he's like yeah, one of the yeah. statues, and then he starts chasing you. And also the sarcophagus opening in the Egyptian wing. Yes. That's iconic. I mean, it opens and he starts chasing you and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just cool. And a lot of the wings have different things. Like there's secret rooms to find. There's, like I said, there's the Egyptian wing. There's the dinosaur wing. Like oh, that don't has. Don't get me started on the dinosaur wing. <laughs> it was cool. It, it's frustrating to get through. It's though. frustrating. It's, yeah. But. But it is cool. Like the idea of it's really cool. But I just it just felt like there's a lot of variety in that one. Yeah, I, I think um, as you're talking about and sort of talking about like how things are out in the open and stuff like that. Um, I'll get into detail of sort of why. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I've struggled to, to figure out if the snow one or the first one, like the first or the second one was my favorite because the first I enjoyed because it was the first one you're introduced to things even though you are all in one location there is variety like you said i think that's key for sure Mm -hmm. and all the things you just said i completely agree i think you're on point for sure something about the second one i I kind of liked um even though there were different locations it was more spread out but also because it was more spread out maybe it was like less focused almost and this is the same thing i go back to and i'm going to be talking about much newer games now but the reason why in the Arkham Asylum games, I enjoy Arkham Asylum more than I enjoy the other ones is because it's more focused and you're in this one location trying to sort of figure out the puzzles and defeat the enemies and stuff in this on an island, essentially. And the first stage in this game is kind of like an island. It's just the museum. And then when you go and give yourself mm-hmm. more space, like you do in the second and third and fourth stages in this Scooby-Doo game, it's almost like they have to fill space because you're in a larger thing and none of that feels all that impactful. So I kind of like the right. self-contained stuff that happened in the museum, even though even though that dinosaur room is a pain in the ass. Um, I probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm trying to convince myself here that it's not the first one, but it probably is the first stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, what's interesting about the first stage, too. It's the only stage that has a secondary. um not monster, but secondary chase sequence. Like mm, you can mm-hmm. get that security guard and he he'll chase you out. Um, which I think is just super interesting because none of the others have that. It's ex- exclusively the monster every yeah. other time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the disadvantage to to that and just the game in general, but I think it's it was more evident in the first stage, which is why maybe the dinosaur level was ended up being a pain in the ass to me, is, is the way that the camera works. That's where the issue lies. I think yeah. we said that multiple times while we were playing through it. It's like it has it has those fixed cameras like the like the first couple of Resident Evils did where 
you walk around a corner and the camera's up in the top left corner of that room. You, you mm-hmm. sort of walk towards that camera and then it switches. And then now the camera is behind you instead of in front of you. But then that also control changes like what direction you you have to use the joystick. And yeah, it, it just... it's like you hold forward and you're running forward and then the camera angle changes and you're holding forward, but you're actually moving to the right. Yeah. But it's like it's 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 bizarre. It's hard to explain, but anybody who's played an old school like Resident Evil tank controls kind of a game with those fixed camera angles will know exactly what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Uh, and and it, just describing the game, the gameplay, Resident Evil without <laughs> weapons is pretty much what it is. Yeah, it kind of what it is. You know, it, it's it's pretty simplistic. You're going and you're finding things. And you're, you know, maybe looking for some clues and stuff that'll sort of guide you to what other room you might need to go to and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I think I think if we weren't playing this at the same time together, maybe I would have benefited from like putting a couple notes down and be like, oh, I found this here and there was a clue for this. Because mm-hmm. if, if you are walking in circles a little bit, regardless of what stage it is, you might forget that you found a key for this. And then there was a locked door in a different section, especially on the larger stages. Um, and then there's other parts where I think it was in the Tiki level where you had to do a sequence of one, two, three, four, but it was like three, one, four, two or something like that yeah. to open up. Four, like three, a, two, one. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It could have been. Yeah. I'm just it, pulling, it, pulling from my memory. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was I like ingrained that into my mind. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you found that info in a completely different other, in different area and a decent amount of stuff could happen in between that you'd forget. Again, it, it's just a, an older design choice and stuff for the most part i think i think it works but um it's just i don't know it's just okay like it's it's not a bad game it's just frustrating in parts where i wish it wasn't (laughs) because of the controls yeah you know it for me i think the biggest flaw of this game is actually scooby himself oh yeah Uh, right right because i I can forgive like the the camera angles and stuff, especially it's an early 3D. I was going to say platformer. It's not a platformer. An early 3D kind of adventure detective game. I don't know. It's uh, it's simple, but it works. But Scooby is as much as I love having him there. They put collision on him and he can like physically block you which is detrimental if you're running away from a boss. And I'm pretty sure that happened to me several times while I was, like, playing. I'm just, like, screaming because Scooby turns sideways in a hallway and I'm stuck and I just die because I can't get past him. And you can't get him to move. Yeah. Coincidentally, you could probably use that to your advantage because he also has collision (laughs) with the the monsters. (laughs) So you could use him to, like, block it if you're clever enough, but... I well, was not clever enough. I just yeah, because you because you're running around as as Shaggy or as the duo, and Scooby's following you and stuff. Right. But and, and I get that you know you're not just you're not going to have this game where just one of them like they are a duo. They always have been. They always will be. Totally right. fine. I understand that. The the but yeah the the problem is it's like he's there and that's fine. But all he needs to do is be there. He doesn't need to do anything in particular for you. So just let let the collision be. I don't know in the middle of his body but you can walk through his butt or his head like who cares you know yeah like put something there i think that's fine but they just went with like full collision his nose is in the his way his whole body his yeah. whole body and it some areas think of are it tight. like 
think of it like a giant rectangle that's standing in yeah. front of you constantly. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what it is. Well, it's probably, honestly, it's exactly probably what the modeling is, right? <laughs> it's probably, they got a rectangle, a couple sticks, and uh, and that was it. And they're like, okay, Basically. well, that's that's what you bump into, right? There's this hitbox. <laughs> exactly, that's a hitbox, yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, I think we had a good time playing it, you know, I think, but largely it was it was mostly because I think we were joking around and playing it together. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's really what it comes yeah. down to. So Because um, once you, once you reach that, that last level, that fourth story, mm-hmm. it's a it's a maze. It's a oh maze. You gotta find specific items. You gotta look very carefully, and you gotta find where to use those items. I mean, it was it was a tough one. I powered through it, finished the game, but it was yeah, that was a tough one. I will say though, the the final boss, the original boss, the design for him, scary. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. Scooby Doo, like Scooby Doo villains. You're like, okay, wow. Like you start off with a knight, and he, you know, he's not very scary as no. far as design. I mean, it's kind of cool how he clanks when he runs at you. But the abominable snowman is not scary at all. The tiki guy is kind of scary looking because he's like, his mask is a little creepy, and you can kind of see it in the distance. And he's fast. He's very fast. Super fast. Um, I remember these. Like, what, what is this guy's on? He's guy's like faster than the others. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, the the last guy is like straight up horror villain. Like, right. Very I, I totally looking. forgot that. Uh, not, I mean, it's, it's crazy that I forgot, but I completely forgot that I didn't actually finish the game because I could not figure out where to go, what to do. I was missing. And I know you were doing this too. You're kind of running in circles looking for like a one last item kind of thing. But I think I, I just, I stopped. I stopped and I just watched your stream at some point <laughs> instead because I was like, I, I, you know, I w- just basically decided like, you know what, focus on it. You're towards the end. Just keep going. I'm not going to run around in circles for the next 45 minutes because that's all I was doing for the last hour or something that we, and it felt like I was getting nowhere and it was so hard to figure out which direction you were going because of the camera and because the maze area yeah. that you were in, which people can see literally on, a maze, literally a maze, which people can see on literally the, on the video version here um, is just bricks and, and, you know, some, some tiki torches or whatever, you know, things around you. And that's kind of it. There's a couple markers, like things on the wall that kind of tell you maybe you're in this, but it was so hard to tell it was which tough. way to go that I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. And it's a shame because I, I do like Scooby-Doo. I like the, the, brand i like the characters i i I thought that like you know the the sort of simple but goofy and but still entertaining writing was fine the music was fine it's just they made that last stage too complex and too dark that there wasn't enough for me to tell what i needed to do um and there was no hints it's not like you could press a button and be like hey have you checked I don't know the room on the east side of the building, or you know what I mean, like something yeah, like that. If, and I think if there. Fred, though, you have to turn in your clues and your mm-hmm. uh, trap items. Like you give, you give Fred a hanky, and he goes, "Oh, I could use this for a trap, right?" <laughs> oh, I could he, use this to wipe my ass. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he just takes whatever you give him, right? But if they would have had it, so you talk to him, and he'd say, "I think you need to find one more clue." Yeah, you know, if he said yeah, something like yeah. that. And then maybe like they could have used the the gang, the rest of the gang in like a more clever way. 
Uh, like maybe Velma all. suggests something to you or like a tip or something. And Daphne's like, yeah. I think I might have seen something in the East Wing or like, you know what I mean? Like something like that, I think would have helped, you know, round this game out. But the only way I persevered this was with my my life statement, my mantra, if you will, which is I don't quit and I don't run and I will be Hokage. Believe it. <laughs> well, at least one of us has that because I honestly, I wanted to do it, man. Like, I know we said we were going to. It was the goal of the evening uh, when we did the stream. And I just, I, I, oh my God, I was just running around for five minutes and I just ended up like in the exact same place that I started. Like, I don't know. Where am I going? Yeah, you're just plain lost. Yeah, me too. There's like nothing... Here. I can't find anything. This is driving me nuts. I, I can't fuck. Okay. Part of my French. I can't fucking figure out where I'm going right now. It's really pissing me off. <laughs> I'm in these dark fucking hallways and I have no idea where to go. I have no goddamn clue what my next step is. Oh. I let myself, I, I let you down, man. I let you down. I was going to say I let myself down, but I nah. think I let you down a little bit. It's okay. Um, it's all good. It's all good. And and you know <laughs> what? It's uh, up until that point, I think it's still worth going through and playing this game. Like, I do think that it is it is pretty decent. It's not one of those games where it's like, oh, just avoid it. There's better ones like this. There, there probably are, but there's not like there's an endless amount of Scooby-Doo games with this kind of like art style um, aesthetic yeah. personality like one it thing does, it does well is the the graphics and the aesthetic like it looks really good it does for a 64 it, game it's just it's clean looks yeah, nice exactly it, it's not like some of the later 64 games that aren't so great that you're like oh this came out in 99 or oh this came out in 2000 this was was built in 99 and 2000 and it, and it kind of looks like it it does look better mm -hmm. it's like it, sure you're walking through hallways that are bricks and the bricks all look the same okay so what doesn't matter right but it all makes sense still especially in the other stages where there's more variety like this is kind of the only area that kind of look the same every other stage every other area within those stages felt and looked different and you could differentiate them and be able to find a way around a mm -hmm. lot easier it That's was right. really just this one spot and um a lot of the time at this time they they didn't do that or they didn't have the opportunity to do that so i think it worked and uh and it's it's kind of cool to see Avert, for me, when when they like, Space Jam is a perfect example. When they take oh, Space Jam, when they take the original Space Jam or even the original animation of Looney Tunes and put it into the most recent Space Jam, it just doesn't feel the same. There's something about that semi 3D animation that just, I don't know, the the look and feel just isn't there anymore. And I think this game is it strikes a good balance of those two things where it feels like mm -hmm. the old ones. Um, but they put them in 3D models, and I think it still still pays off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like Dragon Ball Z has been doing with their like last couple movies, like kind of like 2D. It's it's almost it looks 2D, and then they'll do something where it's 3D, and you're like, oh yeah, it's 3D. But like mm. if you look front on, it looks like the 2D character Flat model, plane. right? Yeah. Like yeah, like Shaggy's face. Like, if you look at him from the front and from the side, he looks like Shaggy from the cartoon. But then yeah. he moves, and then you're like, whoa, yeah. he's 3D. There's, there's depth to it and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so 
again, is this the greatest game ever? No. Is it the greatest adventure no, game ever? Absolutely. No. But you know what? I think it's a good time. It's fun that we plan to, we played it around spooky season, and I think it sort of fits that. And if you do, I mean, you could pull up some tips and stuff like that as you play through it. Um, I don't think that would really take away from your experience all that much because there is still some skill involved with some of the chases and things like that. So if you have a hard time finding stuff, it's not bad to do that. But, you know, this this time next year or, or you know, spooky season next year, you want to look for like a retro game to play around that time. You could do a whole lot worse than this and you can get through this within a few hours and um, and and probably not regret it. I, I think there's there's something there, even if there's small things that are frustrating. Um, yeah. I'd say this game probably runs about three hours. I think yeah. it, like we got, we got stuck. I think my max time was probably about three hours, even getting stuck. So I, right. I'd almost challenge like play this with your friends, like have like a, yeah. have a night, just sit there and like hang out and eat junk food and, do something and just play this game because it's it's pretty funny like yeah it's one of yeah. those games it's just silly it's just fun to go in and not take too seriously and just persevere like don't look up a guide don't look up how to walk through this game like i personally like it's not so hard that it's impossible to finish if you don't have a guide you know it's not like finding the korok seeds in zelda it's like you'll get yeah. through it it's just it takes a lot of exploring Yes. And the maps aren't like terribly big. I think the tiki one is probably the biggest just because it's, it's so a little empty. too big. Yeah, a little too big. The yeah. the last one is is not like as big, but it's very confusing because it's got lots of rooms mm -hmm. and you kind of got to walk through mazes. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's a solid game. If I had to give it a score, I'd probably give it like a six and a half out of ten. Yeah, like I, I, somewhere I'm gonna, in that range. Yeah, I'm going to give probably like a five and a half or a six somewhere around there just because I got more frustrated with it than you did. But otherwise I'm on par. Like I agree with all the stuff. Like we're on the same page with everything else. So, um, but that's about it. Yeah. That's uh Scooby-Doo and the classic creep capers. Check it out, especially around uh spooky season. Um, if, uh, if you're hearing this around that time worth a shot, I think, uh, go back and there's a, uh, I wish there was another version of this, but it seems like, you know, Game Boy Color and 64 and that's it. So I don't know, maybe maybe next year I'll I'll pull up the Game Boy version and see what the differences are. But uh, always fun to kind of see it in like a different light or different, literally a different angle. So um, for sure. But, uh, but but that'll that'll pretty much do it for the episode, everybody. Um, I again, hopefully you'll you, if you want, you can check out the video version of this. Uh, you can check out the VODs of my stream and Jiggy's stream. And uh, we are, we're also playing along with Deadforge as well. He uh, he played the first stage or two and then eventually popped off and just sort of was on our stream, just chatting as well. But it was fun to yeah. have all three of us, which was kind of cool because he was popping in and checking both of our progress. And we were kind of talking about the game as we went. Um, but he's got awesome this... stuff, too. So did you did you play this with your EverDrive? Uh, I did play this with the EverDrive. Yes. Yeah. So you played it with the EverDrive. He played it straight up emulation and I played the actual physical cartridge. And I there think, I mean, he, he got, it was really funny, like totally worth going back because <laughs> he was playing and he's like, my laptop just can't handle this game. Yeah. <laughs> it started <laughs> chugging. And like, I looked at his stream, he must've been playing it at like 12 frames per second. Yeah. And I'm like, could, dude, what are you doing? It could be one of those things though, honestly, where the emulate, like the ROM version, it is not great. Like, yeah. If anyone hasn't listened to the Indiana Jones episode or, or watched the Indiana Jones episode that 
that I recently did, that's a game that was known to constantly crash in ROM form at the end of the first stage. So like 15 minutes into the game, it would load like sort of a quote unquote cutscene to get into the next stage and the game would just stop playing. The emulation would just crash. And it was Wild. like, I, I could not find a way to play it. Luckily, like I said in the episode, there's there's a version out on Steam and good old games. So there is a way to play it now. And that's that's how I played it. But it could be one of those things as well where it's not necessarily your device. It could just be one of those games that was very difficult to emulate. Um, and that yeah, happens. Yeah, that's true. And, and something like the EverDrive like I have, or obviously if you have the actual game, but something like the EverDrive kind of finds a better way to make that uh, work. And I I played, when we were playing it, I had zero issues whatsoever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there are three very fantastic. different experiences or three somewhat different experiences. <laughs> um, what's What I'd say to people is like, well, if you have an EverDrive, obviously use the EverDrive because the EverDrive is amazing. Um, but if you want to pick up this game, this is a cheap one. This mm -hmm. is like arguably one of the cheaper games on the 64 library. I think I picked mine up for like 10 bucks. Yeah, I've seen it at my local store, which the Canadian prices are always just like a couple of dollars difference. I think it was 15 or 16. So that's yeah, you'll get it, it for 20 yeah, bucks or less, 20 bucks or less, maybe 25. I think either way, that's that's worth it. So if you look um, at it, that's like that's like five bucks, five bucks an hour of enjoyment. You know, you could do a lot worse. So, you could do a, you could do a lot worse <laughs> than that. Way, like way I said, worse. it'd be fun. Make yeah. a couple Sammies, you know, get some people over, make some Sammies and uh, <laughs> try to emulate how they make it in the game because those mini games are hilarious. Yes, yeah, so we didn't really talk about that. But it's kind of funny. It's like the way you sort of get your health in the middle of it. There's always a kitchen in every stage. And uh, yeah. that classic like Shaggy opens his mouth like really huge and has this giant sandwich. I think it's a fun little little sort of light moment in each stage. The yeah. mini It's just yeah. awesome. It's like yeah. you catch your Shaggy, you move left to right and you catch sandwich pieces that Scooby's throwing out of the fridge yeah. and you just stack <laughs> the sandwiches as high as you can. It's kind of addicting. Actually, it is, is kind of cool. Like if you could do it a couple times in a row and stuff, it's no big deal. Like it's it's kind of fun to do. Yeah. And it's very different from the rest of the game, which is which is funny, too. So um, anyway, so I, I mentioned that the streams are on there. Uh, Jiggy, let's talk about your YouTube channel, because you don't just have live streams with Scooby-Doo. You got a lot, of, a lot of other awesome stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make a lot of a lot of content here. Um, we're actually getting close to getting close to a partner here so i'm i'm very very close to the youtube requirements so if i have yeah. another video that somewhat takes off i'll be a youtube partner which is amazing and it's been a goal that i thought was nigh unreachable mm. i don't know if i used that word right but nigh sure um but yeah just seeing the channel grow as it has and especially in the last i had something crazy i had like 2000 hours watch time this last month amazing and it's just it's just blowing up man and i make you know i make content I, you know a lot of n64 content obviously that's how dave and i first connected n64 donkey kong 64 um but i you know I, i've been covering a lot of gamecube stuff uh and i'm going to continue that for a little while you know dreamcast like i cover just about everything yeah in, in you know in within different series game series uh, things like that. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. And if you love, I, I, I'm having a hard time describing it. It's because, because I do different things. I have game comparisons, like within sequels, like like a specific game, like Banjo Kazooie versus Banjo Tooie. Which one do I think is better, and why? Right. And people argue tooth and nail about which one is better. 
and it's okay if you disagree with me, but don't be toxic about it, which some people are, there which blows my mind. <laughs> but you know that, and like videos that are like kind of like game theory esque, where I just over, I overthink it. I just literally through, it's called overthinking. <laughs> just find like. <laughs> I'm so proud of the Lon Lon Milk one. There's one I just did on Lon explaining Lon Lon Milk from Zelda, and it was just so <laughs> over the top and so stupid. And I went down like 20 different rabbit holes to explain why this milk is amazing and magical. <laughs> uh, and it was just, it it's great. It, I animated so many things. Like, it's just a lot of fun. Just go check out the content. It's it's a blast. It's it's Jiggy Look Back on YouTube. And honestly, it's not even just like, oh, just go check it out because it's a video. It looks good. You do good work. It looks really slick. It moves it moves awesome. Like you're great at the editing well, and everything. You. So um, I think that's, you know, that's actually a huge bonus. It takes a lot of work to do that. And I think uh, and I, I, I see what you make and I'm just like, man, if only I had the skills and the time. I, I wish it, it looks it looks good. It's great. So it's I'll tell you the out, secret. You know. I'll tell you the secret. OK, first off, for the skills, I went to school for this. So yeah, I went okay. to school for video and motion graphics, but as far as the time, it's just, you know, you know how people sleep at night? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. depends on the day. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, just don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> just don't. That's, that's how you have the time. It's easy. People just haven't figured that out. I figured what? it out. You know, coffee is great. Wait, Coffee's people, my best friend. People, people sleep. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand this concept of closing your eyes and waking up several hours later. What a waste of time. Yeah, what a waste of time. You're way more productive if you just stay up. <laughs> it's like it's like Elf. I, you know, if I do sleep, I wake up and I'm like, I, I feel great. I got a full 45 minutes and I had time yeah. to build that rocking horse, you know? <laughs> so I, I think I think I maybe used to be able to do that, but not so much anymore. But I try. I try. Um, the point is, it's really good stuff. Uh, um, and, and people should check it out for sure. And uh I'll say that that the YouTube channel for Remember 64 is just Remember 64. It's Remember-64, but I think if you search it anyways, it still shows up. Yeah, it pops um, up. Yeah. You'll so, know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's videos like this. You can you can sort of check out um, anytime that I've, I've recorded us uh, having a chat about games. It's up there. Um, I'll have uh, gameplay videos as well. And as of this recording, I should be one or two segments in to playing a new Nintendo 64 game or Nintendo 64 inspired game called Cavern of Dreams, which is very mm -hmm. much a um, it's it's much more, uh, you know, Banjo-Kazooie than it is Donkey Kong 64. But it's a 3D platformer with, you know, hub world and all these different stages where there's collectibles instead of jiggies and notes that you're picking up uh you're picking up mushrooms and eggs um i i've gone through the first um i as as of this release it's going to be one or two but check out the youtube channel to sort of see the playthrough i i am sitting there and playing it instead of doing it live i'm recording it at times that i have time to so you'll have my commentary with it as well and then of course uh remember 64 and all the podcast feeds if you're already listening to this you probably already know that and if you're already listening to this tell a friend that's pretty much it. That's how it goes. <laughs> and 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 talk about the Patreon. What yes. can I get, Dave? What can you get? <laughs> you can get all of the episodes, every single episode, some of the video versions as well, uh, most of the video versions, early, including 
my playthroughs of Cavern of Dreams as well. I'm putting those up early. Um, and uh, and if you sign up, you also get a chance to uh, to uh, get a holographic Remember 64 sticker mailed to you, which Jiggy has right now and is holding up to his uh, to his camera. I'm trying to get it in um, focus here for the, uh, for the it's, it's roughly it's there. for the kids. It's for the kids. <laughs> Where is it? Come on. I have a bow. There it is. Oh, oh. I, I don't think it likes. I don't think the camera likes the material. I think the like the, holo, the shiny holographic. holographic part. Yeah. Um, I have it. a handful to to still give. So uh, any new signups will get those, and I'll mail them off for you free of charge. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. That's that's Patreon. That's Remember sixty four. Jiggy look back, and that is Scooby Doo. Everybody, thank you very much for joining us once again on Remember sixty four. And uh, Scoobs, we'll talk to you next time. Hehehehe. <laughs>